This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hello and welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name is not Anna Hawkin, as you probably worked out. It's Lucy here, stepping into Anna's shoes just for these three summer bonus episodes whilst she does important things at New Wine and launching her brand new book, Being God's Child, and all sorts of exciting things. So it's great to be with you. I hope you are well and enjoying the summer, especially if you have children around who would otherwise not be around. It can be a fun time but also a challenging time. I remember when my children were very tiny, maybe like one and three, two and four, that kind of age. And I used to plan the summer holidays to within an inch of their life. (laughs) I was so scared, I think, of, of kind of having to come up with activities and days out and ideas for what seemed like an interminably long summer period. Uh, but now my children are 13, 11, 8 and 8 and I can assure you we do not have enough time to do all the things we want to do. So if you are in that season of trying to entertain toddlers and babies, don't worry, it will pass and one day you will look back and think, gosh, all that time I used to have, it doesn't last forever. So enjoy it and enjoy it if you've got older kids too and you're rushing around like a mad thing because these days too will pass and I'm told to make the most of them. So that's what we're going to do. Listen, today on the podcast, we've got a really fantastic guest and a great topic. We're going to be talking to Pippa Elms from Fusion, the student mission organisation, about preparing our teenagers for university. Now, at this point, if you've not got a teenager who's going off to university in the next few months or couple of years, you might be tempted to switch off. Can I suggest that you don't do that? (laughs) Not just because we want to increase stats on this podcast, I can assure you, but because actually Pippa gives loads of brilliant advice for all of us, whether our children are younger or older, whether we don't have children. She gives loads of advice as a multi-generational church community as to how we can welcome students into our churches, how we can send them off from our churches and how we can partner with them in their faith journey during this important transition. However, if you know somebody who is sending a child off to university this autumn, definitely send them the link to this podcast because they will find it particularly helpful. Whether or not their child identifies as a Christian, this episode has lots of super tips in it for them as well. So whoever you are, sit back, grab a cuppa and enjoy this chat with Pippa. So today I'm absolutely thrilled to be welcoming on to Parenting for Faith podcast uh, someone who's actually a personal friend of mine. Uh, but there is another reason for Pippa Elms being on today's podcast. Um, Pippa has a vast experience working with churches and students. She has been working uh, in the student world for over 15 years, uh, locally and uh, now nationally with the organisation Fusion, which you'll be hearing much more about later. Uh, Pippa has led the Student Link Up project for Fusion, which you'll also be hearing about. And she's generally super excited about helping young people to go as empowered missionaries into university life and also equipping parents and carers and churches to champion those school leavers as they head into this great adventure. So Pippa, it's super exciting to have you. Thank you for joining us. It's really brilliant to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I should also say that Pippa is married to Al. Yes, like indeed. the best of us, <laughs> and she has two young girls, preschool age. Am I yes, right? uh, four and two. Four and two. So I just wanted yes. to say, if you're listening to this as a parent of a much younger child, 
don't switch off because I reckon what Pippa has got to say to us is super helpful to be mulling over even now, even while our children are younger. So Pippa, I just wanted to start by asking you, can you give us a picture of what the student scene looks like now? How does it look in terms of faith, in terms of just general student life? Because I know it's been over 20 years since I was at uni. I guess it's probably the same for a lot of people listening. How, how has it changed? What does it look like today? Yeah, yeah, it certainly has. Um, I mean, there are some things that don't change hugely, haven't changed hugely. It's still a really pivotal moment for young adults. It's still a time of stepping into renewed independence um, and renewed um, uh, kind of opportunities for young people to decide for themselves where their friendships will be, their relationships, where they spend their money, um, how they spend their time, all these kind of things, which we know a lot, it's a lot of those individual relationships which make up much of a person's trajectory in terms of, of, of all sorts of things, um, but including their faith and their engagement with Jesus and their engagement with church. Uh, so that is still very much the case. University is still this kind of pivotal, significant moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly how students are engaging with spirituality and faith, I think looks quite different now to even when I was a student. I went to uni 18 years ago this September. Uh, and we, I remember in those days, there were a lot of questions about uh, people have maybe grown up in C of E primary schools, going to church at Christmas. And they've got some idea of what Christians believe and they maybe have what we would have called like outdated ideas of what mm. church is like. There's a lot of chat about how can we show them that church is actually really engaging, actually really exciting, yeah. you know, Jesus isn't boring. Those are the kind of conversations we were having. What we're seeing now is actually that there's a huge number of students who don't have any knowledge at all, right. really, yeah. about faith, about um, Jesus in particular about what Christians believe. It's remarkable how you can speak to a lot of students, they won't know what Easter is, for example. Um, And that presents some challenges because there isn't the same cultural context to start a discussion from. But it also does mean that the good news about Jesus is genuinely news. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. And that's coming alongside in in Gen Z in particular, who are who are the young people going to uni at the moment. a a broader spiritual openness Mm. so uh, whereas before there'd be a bit more well that's you this is me whilst there's still a lot of that acceptance of difference there is also a sense of what could be is there something more out Mm. there Um, and openness and some of that is perhaps not so helpful around um, uh, manifestation you may have heard young people talking about that quite a lot Mm. but there's this almost this engagement with spirituality which means people are quite open. So we've been doing a survey and what that's been showing over the last four or five months is we've surveyed about 1,300 students across 45 unis, just on campus, knocking on student doors. And the those who aren't practising Christians who've replied to that, 74% have said they would go to church if invited by a friend. Wow. Which is huge. Yeah. So actually a, a really broad openness mm. and, and a similar number said yes or maybe later to the question um, would you be interested in hearing the story of Jesus? I remember a story I think it came from Fusion of um, a, a totally unchurched student who was given a flyer about church and was actually really interested and he, and he or she I can't remember who it was now had messaged the church to say oh, this looks good what day do you meet? You know, and just that simple assumption that people will know that we meet on Sundays um, is, you know, you can't take that for granted. And that's yeah. actually really exciting to yeah. be in that place of total spiritual openness where you can kind of start with a blank canvas. That's it. And often so much of then what we 
take for granted we're seeing in in terms of hospitality and community um, not necessarily being a norm and mm. feeling quite exceptional actually um, to students. The idea, I remember a few years ago, we have um, something called Student Link Up, which is where students can download our app and they can be in touch with churches and student workers in churches before they leave home. Mm. So they can arrive already in conversation with churches where they're going. And so I, when I was doing student work locally, was in touch with a student through this. And I'd messaged and we'd arranged our church met in the afternoon at that point. So I said, why don't you come around for lunch and then after lunch we'll go on to church. And so she said, oh yeah, brilliant. And a few days before I messaged saying, do you know we have like six places at our dining table? It's before we had kids and and there's going to be three of us. So if any of your housemates would like to join us for lunch, they'd be super welcome. And she brought three housemates along wow. and they couldn't believe that she was going for lunch <laughs> yeah. at someone's house at the end of her like second week at uni, yeah. having never met them before. They're like, this is so weird, but also great. And they're cooking for you. And, and so there's also a lot of that that I think we take for granted sometimes yeah. in the church, which actually is huge and yeah. also ties into why this transition, the preparation and the welcome of students is about so much more than just a student worker. Or, um, or someone who's only just a bit older. It's something that the whole church family can take part in. Mm. And so much of the, the gift of what it is to be church is, is in the kind of multi-generational element of it that students are actually really hungry for often. Yeah, free food is always going to be a win for yeah, students. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but you're painting a picture here of a student scene in which there are lots of opportunities for a young Christian starting university. Yeah. Can you just elaborate a little bit, bit more on that, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. I think, that, I mean, there are, and we, we can talk about a lot of the challenges for, for Christian students, and I think it's not too underplay those mm. and I think part of preparation is helping young people prepare for what does it look like to live independently as a Christian in an environment which can be fantastic and can be very challenging so we can certainly look at that too but yeah there are loads of opportunities opportunities for their own faith I think as a as a parent myself I'm already aware with my two-year-old and my four-year-old that I, I've just become so aware I'm just not in control mm. of their faith journey mm. I'm not we're actually baptizing our, our youngest this Sunday and I'm just so aware that I'm like this is about welcoming her into an, an invitation mm. but it, I, it is not in my control as much as I can pray and model and partner with her in helping her discover Jesus at the end of the day I'm, I'm really relying on the Holy Spirit mm. for mm. that journey within her um, and that's the same at uni but it, whilst on the one hand that feels challenging on the other hand it's an excitement that actually they do get to go and discover Jesus for themselves. And university, whether they're traveling away to uni or whether they're living at home, which increasingly students are, um, with the financial pressures of university life these days and cost of living, whether either way, it's still a step into independence. And so it's a great opportunity for them to choose church for themselves, mm. many for the first time, to say, how do I worship? What is it that brings me alive? What is it that helps me draw near to God? Is it the way that we sing? Is it the way that we engage with scripture? Um, whilst all of these are important, what are the things that really help me draw near to God? Yeah. And so making those choices themselves, choosing friendships and relationships, which will help, um, help them lay really strong foundations mm. in their faith, help sharpen them, help challenge them. For me, uni was one of the first times I really 
developed kind of ecumenical friendships. Mm. So friendships with people who are passionate about Jesus but disagreed with me yeah. on certain theological <laughs> topics. Oh um, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> what an introduction that is. Yeah. Quite. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh wow, this is challenging, but also it's sharpening. It yes. makes me ask, well, why do I believe this? Mm. And um, where is that rooted? Is it rooted in scripture or is it just rooted in in my family and so yeah a great opportunity for them to shop and that in particular is an opportunity that actually most of us won't have again or not in the same way will we because we'll graduate from university we'll get stuck in hopefully to a church and then we will mainly hang out with christians who are at that church or in that churchmanship very few of us will have that amazing opportunity to to work and serve together with christians who believe different things absolutely absolutely and it's such a a brilliant opportunity mm. for people to grow in their confidence yeah. in their faith but also in their communication of mm. their faith you know what does it mean for me to understand who God is and who I am in relation to him but also how do I communicate that um, with grace and with love but mm. also with confidence yes. um, and clarity uh, amongst other Christians but also amongst people who don't know Jesus mm. um, so it's a brilliant opportunity as well for for uh, our school leavers to step into this environment where they can be sharing their faith. Yeah. And also the opportunity to share faith and see others come to know Jesus is also an absolutely fantastic thing for our own faith. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's inspiring. And that's often what churches who have students in their community find that one of the blessings of having students within your church community is that they are often a people group who are, um, passionate and excited and engaged in sharing their faith yes and seeing young adults doing that and seeing the fruit of it yeah. seeing students come to church meet jesus be baptized join the fellowship is then a fantastic inspiration to all of us mm. to mm. ask well where are we doing that we might be in environments where that's not always as easy we're not doing the 24 7 living all that but um but yeah that opportunity is good for them and their friends and, and for the whole church yeah it definitely rubs off onto the church, whole church i've seen that even in our small church with a small number of students um we get a lot from their enthusiasm and their passion and just watching them grow as christians and that mm. is a great challenge to us as well yeah i love that i love uh, everything you say really is wrong true about my own university experience which was you know i went to, up to university as a christian but those three years were so formational for my faith mm. in all the ways you said, you know, discovering who I was, how I liked to worship, how my faith journey was maybe slightly different to my parents and the one I'd grown up with, um, sharpening my Bible knowledge, sharpening my my ability to communicate and, and witness to non-Christian friends. Um, yeah, I, I, you're making me all nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> it was an amazing time. Um, you, Okay, just to balance that out, great opportunities. Yeah. There are also huge challenges, as Absolutely. we know, to being a student, and particularly a, a Christian mm. student. Could you briefly just talk about some of the challenges that students might face? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, as well as being this step into independence, meaning an opportunity to thrive and to make decisions for yourself, it also comes with a level of, of vulnerability and, and that kind of potential isolation. And that's I think that's partly why the connecting as soon as possible with church is really important but I think you know we can forget that as young people go off they're engaging in an environment and meeting friends in a context where they're not known mm. and we can so often take for granted in our own churches I know I've spoken so many times to students who say I walked into this church at uni and um and I didn't feel super welcome. Mm. And some of that is a lesson for us as the church. Yeah. But I think also some of that is just you're going from your church experience for some, not for yeah. all, 
being you know up to 18 years of being part of a church community where you walk in and someone goes hi how are you how are your exams i know you're doing that you know how's your mum all that kind of stuff which you know you can in some ways be ready to move away from but also you are known you're yeah. known deeply because yeah. there's there's story there and you're needing to start from scratch with those relationships so mm. i think some of the challenges are going into an environment where you're not known which you know can risk you feeling isolated people put a lot on like you're going to meet your best friends for life at uni and that can be the case but you know it's not always the case particularly yeah. at the start and so some of that rhetoric isn't always helpful mm. you have a lot of young people who are maybe isolated and you know their housemates might not know is this unusual behavior for them are mm. they struggling or are they just an introvert yes you know do they yeah. just want to be left alone because they're a bit overwhelmed and they need some space or actually is this a sign that they're struggling and they need someone to reach out it can be really challenging in that mm. regard um but also challenging because no one knows you so who yes. are you going to present yeah right what what and version of yourself are you going to be and I think as we're preparing young adults one of the things we want to be speaking to them is that how God has made you is fantastic mm. and that the best thing you can do is bring your true self yes. to those relationships early on because it so often happens that in the first term everyone's trying to make the best impression and that can only last so long mm. and it's not until term two where those masks start to slip and yeah. everyone goes oh right that you know these relationships aren't quite what we thought they were. And the best thing you can do is bring your authentic self, mm. including your faith. Yeah. Um, and, and there is that challenge of, are our young people confident to, to bring who they are? Yeah. Or are they going to be looking to mask that in one way or another? Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes being in environments where people are super open and super affirming. And of course, sometimes being in environments where people will have certain impressions of who Christians are and what they're like. Yeah. And, and, that can be challenging and we get that in all seasons of life but it's challenging if those difficult relationships exist in a context where you're living and studying mm. and socializing mm. all together yeah you know which is unique about uni um so i think definitely the the encouragement to develop friendships with people who you feel safe with and who you can yeah. trust and with whom you can be yourself is really important and that's such great advice for all students, mm. regardless of their faith, which is so great. And I just want to change tact slightly because I know there'll be people listening here whose children, whose teens, young adults, may be going off to university this summer, next summer, the next couple of years. Um, but they've dropped out of, of church, of faith stuff. Mm. They, they, they're not sure what they believe or they're very sure they don't believe yeah. what their parents believe. Um, yeah, I, how would you how would you advise a parent who's who's sending a, a teen off to uni who they are desperately praying for and hoping they'll come to know Jesus, but but they're not in that place at the moment. Yeah, great question, great question. Um, I mean, the first answer is always pray, mm. <laughs> always yeah. prayer, um, and and I don't just say that flippantly. Um, there are there are students who are here in York who I've spoken to who have come back to faith whilst at uni. Yes. And one of the things that they say is, I'm so aware that my grandparent, my dad, my mum, mm. a friend, have been praying for me yeah. for however many years. And um, just recently, one of our team was, um, was working with a, with a church and, and amazingly saw a young, a young person, a student, give their life to Jesus. Mm. Um, and they heard from a couple of their friends that said, we have been praying for that friend for two years. Wow. 
Yeah. Um, and we are so excited that they've come to faith because <laughs> yeah. we've been praying for them yeah, yeah, for yeah. two years. And that's so powerful, I think, the faithfulness of prayer and knowing that um, actually for all of us, whether our kids do follow Jesus or don't, they're still going out of reach. Yeah. You know, yes. um, yeah. there's this uh, in in John, oh, I should have checked this before, 17, 15, 17, John 17 or 15. Get your Bible <laughs> out and have a look. Um, it's when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane and he's mm. praying mm. for his disciples. And there's this amazing wrestle I love, I love that passage where you can see him going back and forth where he's reflecting on his time with them mm. and then he's acknowledging the fact he's about to leave. So it goes back and forth and he's like, While, whilst I was with them, I kept them in you, but now I'm going yes. and they're not going to come with me yeah. and um, I've given them everything you gave me to give them, mm. um, but now I'm not going to be with them anymore. And there's a sense of like, of course, Jesus will still be with them by his spirit, but he's like, I'm not going to physically be there to hold on yeah. to them, you yeah. know, and to walk them to church yeah. or to, you know, remind them, give them that little nudge yeah. or tell them I'm praying for them in person, those little things. Um, and you can almost feel this sense of Jesus being like, oh, they're my babies, almost. You know, they're yeah. like, this is my kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I've walked with them for three years and now I'm going to have to go and I know I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, but let's be honest, it's not quite the same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I think, you know, there is that sense of it actually, you know, calling on the Holy Spirit mm. to be present is so powerful. Mm. So I think that's really significant. Um, even Jesus seemed to have that sense of, I need to come yes. on, Holy Spirit, please do what I can't be doing in, per- yeah. in, phys- in the physical. Um, but I think also is, is encouraging a spirit of adventure in our young people at university. Okay. So saying to them, look, this is an opportunity for you mm. to explore more of the breadth of this world. Yeah. You have, I mean... Obviously, some people may have travelled around a lot. For, for a lot of young people, their worlds will have been geographically smaller, potentially. Socially, like you were saying, for after uni, socially, potentially smaller. Mm. You know, socialising in a small geographical space within their school, whatever. They're going to meet not just from across the UK, but from all over the world. Yeah. You know, a lot of universities now uh, are at or are aiming for a 25% international students. That's been mm. an aim for many universities for years. So there's this amazing breadth and richness yes. of culture and of history and that that is there. And it's an amazing opportunity to explore the breadth mm. of life. Um, and faith comes into that too. And I think speaking confidently to say, I know this isn't where you're at now, but just I want to be honest with you that your experience of God in church has been limited, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whether it's been good, whether it's been bad. Yeah. Like, just so you know, everything you know so far is not everything. There is more. Yeah. And there will be more that you will learn from people of different theologies, perhaps, but, but also just internationally. Like, you know, so much of what I've learned about who God is has come from having friends who aren't British, mm. who therefore have, have had a, a kind of cultural, spiritual heritage in Jesus that is related to their culture. And so they, you know, they, they know how to do community in powerful ways. They know mm. how to worship and pray in ways that I could only like long to have yeah. the perseverance yes, and, yeah. and life in. And so I think encouraging them, look, I just want to encourage you and say, there is more. Yeah, I think what I love about what you're saying is you're kind of encouraging parents to, to not shy away from these conversations, even mm. if you've got a, a 17, 18 year old who's feeling quite anti-Jesus mm. at the moment. Actually, it can be tempting as a parent to kind of pussyfoot around because you don't want to put any pressure on them. No, absolutely. You don't want to kind of um, 
say too much and end up being kind of kind of the effect being counterproductive yeah. um but what you're saying is actually you don't need to be you know it's your child you don't need to be scared of these conversations yeah. your child knows you're a christian they know what you you believe even yeah. if they're not there at the moment and and we can be confident in stepping into that space absolutely as our children go off to uni and and on that i don't know if i've kind of um got got this right but i, I we've, we've chatted about student stuff before i know yeah. i just i just sense a little bit sometimes of a a hesitancy um and i'm not judging anyone because i think i'll be the same when my kids go if my kids go to uni uh, but i i sense sometimes a little bit of a hesitancy amongst christian parents and carers and often about uh, from churches too mm. when it comes to preparing our um teams for, for university mm. is that is that valid like is, is there something in that and why why do you think that is and and what would you say to that yeah i think there can be i mean i think in in any context the the breadth of people who will be helping young people prepare and i think that's important as well particularly in relation to the last question too about um about how we speak to students it's, it's the the role of the parent is so core and key but we also know that uh that we you know we also raise young people in community and there'll be others in their life who do have influence like for better or for worse (laughs) on who they are so that invitation in so whether that's parents carers grandparents um family friends godparents um youth workers uh even kids workers who those young people have had a particular connection with Mm. and still have that sense of trust and safety with you know um anyone who has that privileged position in a young person's life um that that's a broad span of people and so some of those people maybe have had a university experience and it's been positive. Others maybe a university experience that hasn't been as positive. Some maybe haven't been to university for whatever reason. And so I think sometimes there can be a lack of confidence, um, even if those people have had uni. As you said, both of us say, the, the culture shifted. We yeah, know that. It was Things a long time ago. It was a yeah. while ago. <laughs> um, and so, and we don't want to be harking back, in my day, you know. Yeah. And so I think there can be that lack of confidence. How do I prepare them in a way that is uh, going to be relevant, that's going to feel like I'm speaking to their lived experience? Mm. Uh, and I, I think also some of the challenge is that those young adults aren't always hungry for preparation. No. You know, they don't necessarily know what's up ahead. And so how to process that when they're not there yet mm-hmm. can be a challenge. Um, and so, yeah, I think there are some barriers to that, whether that's confidence, whether that's opportunity as well. For a lot of youth workers, for example, you might have one or two going off to uni. Mm-hmm. Um, but a whole lot of other young people who are coming up, you know, into year seven or yeah, sure. lots of other things going on. They're scattered post A-levels. Some of them are going away. Some have been on gap years and they're not sure when they're coming back. Mm. They go again, all that kind of thing. Um, and so I think whether it's practical or whether it's about confidence, it can be challenging. Mm. But I do think it is super important. Yes. And it doesn't have to be massive. There's loads you can do. So on that, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you, for your top tips for yeah. Christian parents preparing their kids to go to uni um, and also for churches and youth workers. So, uh, yeah, shoot. Let's let's talk about parents first. Okay. What, what are your top tips for parents? Top tips for parents. I would say, um, well, they're probably quite consistent, but they outwork differently with different, different people. So I think top tips for parents would be um, have the conversation. Mm. Uh, and if it helps to be um, pitching it in relation to just want to say how proud I am of you, like how excited I am for you. Yeah. Um, not because of like what you've achieved and you've got to this uni or whatever, but just because of who you are 
and I think you're going to be a real gift to where you're going. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for what God has for you, or you know, I love that framing. Yeah, like, not just what they're going to get, but what they're going to be able to give and offer. Absolutely, and this is a great opportunity, um, and 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 the sense as well that this conversation is just the start of a journey. You know, this is an opportunity for us to have a fresh relationship, new relationship. You're stepping into adulthood in a new way. We're going to learn new ways of talking together and being together. Our relationship's going to shift, and I'm excited for that. And I want to come alongside you and be like your biggest cheerleader, basically. I'm your biggest cheerleader. So <laughs> what does it look like for me to like champion you and back you really well in this next season? So I think just opening up that the kind of permission to talk, mm. that sense of there's going to be the ups and downs and that's normal and part of it. Mm. And I'm going to be your companion on the journey all the way. Yeah. Just opening up the conversation is super important. Whether or not you feel like you have loads of wisdom to give, that, that doesn't matter. The, mm. Actually, the important thing is is the relationship, is, is, is speaking the affirmation of that, I'm here, I'm yours. Yes. I'm here with you. Um, and then I think offering, offering the help that is, that is there, being aware, of course, that our kids don't always want to take help from us. <laughs> um, that starts young. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're there already. Yeah. We're there already with, with the two-year-old. Yeah. Experiencing that. Most definitely. <laughs> Me do it. Um, but, uh, but, but at least just having, having them available, like making your kids aware of the buffet of stuff. You know, mm. did you know about this? Can I offer you this? Is this something you'd like my help with or would you like to do it yourself? You know, what, so whether that's, the student link up app we have which is helping them connect to churches and again you will know your kids best are they actually the kind of person who does want a lot of help like mm. do you want me to sit down and you can do this encouraging independence still because they're going to have to take it up you know do you want to sit down and do this together or are they super independent so is it actually there's this app that helps you choose a church you get to choose it yeah i'm not going to choose it for you yeah so here this app is here to help you make your own choice you know yeah, which, yeah, yeah. depending on your kid what are these there's the app there's some some resources and stuff we have uh but then the other thing as parents i think is asking yourself who are the people who your young person does trust mm-hmm. who do they go to yeah and how can you be encouraging them mm. and how can you be praying for them okay. as well yeah that's you know do they have god parents do they have um youth workers who who you can say, look, at this child who we both love is going through this transition. Mm. I'll do what I can as a parent, but I just wanted to encourage you and support you because I know that you'll probably be maybe one of the people they call if they're struggling. Yes. So yeah. it's not about being like, I've been talking to your people, you know, yeah. but it's just how can, who else can you be praying for? Getting the village around, around yeah. your child. Yeah. Absolutely. And I guess also hearing the stories of other, you know, if you do have friends, others at church or, or family members or whatever, who have been to university in the last yeah. few years, um, especially, I guess, if they have linked in with the church and all the rest of it, it might be good to kind of hear stories from them as well. That, that can be quite powerful. Absolutely. I think stories are brilliant because they help people imagine themselves in in that story yes so um and you know this as a as a writer you know it helps people to say this could be me this yeah. could be mine so yeah absolutely uh, on the fusion website as well um that we have a blog and loads of that is just stories student mm. stories so again that's a good place to go to to encourage yourself yeah. as a parent or carer yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to build your faith uh to share them with with your with your young people too um and also just to say I, a few years ago, um, my cousins were, well, one was going to uni, one was going to uni a year later. So I went and did some prep for uni with 
with just a couple of families from their church and mm. with the parents and the young people. And we did some conversations together and then we split them into different rooms and had some conversations separately. But you know, that's the kind of thing oh. that you can encourage. Like yeah. if you don't have a youth worker in your church or your youth worker doesn't have capacity, then why not as parents, if your kids are open to it, why not meet together, mm. have dinner and chat together? Um, what a great idea. Celebrate your kids. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be people from your church. No. Maybe any, anyone you know has got someone going off to uni. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love that idea. That's great. And we'll talk more about Student Link Up um, in a minute because mm. I just, I love that resource. I think it's so helpful to so many families. Um, but just kind of going back to the tips, you've given yeah. so much advice for Christian parents. What are your top tips for churches, youth groups, youth leaders, yeah. or, or all of us really in the wider church? Yeah. How can we support those going off to uni? Yeah, I think the main thing is not to miss the moment, not not to miss the opportunity, whatever that looks like for you. So it can be as small as going out for one coffee with one student yeah. um, or sharing something on a Sunday mm-hmm. and having the whole church pray for those who are going off as part of your Sunday service through to, I know that um, one church who uh, hired a, like a, a long boat, like a barge, they did a weekend away. <laughs> oh my goodness, For the young people who were going for uni, they went on like a barge for wow. a weekend and did... I think we need to uh, add this church uni. to the show notes, it sounds amazing. I know, it's great. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, you can do a whole weekend away for those guys. Yeah. But I think the key thing is to not miss the moment to have the conversation. Mm. Um, and, uh, and to think about who else you might draw into it. So are there other churches in your area who also often you'll have a number of churches who have one or two yes. so how could you come together and mm. invite those young people together mm. to have the conversation that can be helpful um so doing something marking the transition yeah i don't think in um in the church we're always brilliant at rites of passage yeah we don't have a lot of those and i think this is one this, mm. this is a significant opportunity to say this, this is a milestone on your journey. Yeah. And we want to mark it with you. We want to celebrate it. And just to say that's not exclusive to university either. So there may well be young people who are going on to do, um, going into the workplace or going on to do further apprenticeships or things like that. So it's not just about university students, but mm. how can you mark those young people coming to the end of their schooling, stepping into new independence? Yeah. Um, so that might be, yeah, getting them up the front of church, sharing a little bit about where they're going, praying for them, it might be some churches they've um, done little prayer cards so that individuals in the church can opt to pray for a young person. You know, might have their name on it oh, and where nice. they're going to uni, yeah. uh, what they're going to be studying, and maybe a couple of tips on like what they're excited about, what they're nervous about, something like that. Yeah. And people can like adopt a student, as it were, be like, yeah, I want to pray for them. That's super cool. And then the last thing I would say is, well, is connect them where you can. Some You may have relationships already across the church where where young people are going, or you student link up, whatever works for you, depending on your church. If you're Anglican, if you're Vineyard or Elam, you know, there may be churches that you've got partnership with mm. there. Um, and then finally, to celebrate them when they come back. I think mm. Christmas holidays is so important. Yes. It's easy to think, particularly as youth workers or whatever, they're kind of off the end of your remit, um, which is totally understandable. But I think gathering back in for like debrief time you know like how has it been yeah let's celebrate what god's been doing but let's also acknowledge that it might have been super challenging yeah and if so you're coming back you maybe don't belong in a youth group anymore like but you do you want to join like a home group with your parents you know yeah so it can be a bit disorienting definitely yeah for for young people coming back so how do we 
welcome people back in and say, how's it been? Mm. Let's share some stories. Let's celebrate what God's done. But let's also do a bit of grieving. And also, have you found a church yet? Because so yes. often, as someone at, in a church with uni students, there's always an influx in January. So often that's because yeah. parents, carers, youth workers have clocked over Christmas. And they're like, oops, didn't. Yeah, thanks for the reminder. Thanks for the prompt. I'll get on it when I go back. And then you get the second freshers wave in January. And there's all, yeah, I, I can relate to that. In our small church, we have uh, students joining at any point. We also get an influx in second and third year as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it sometimes just yeah. takes students a while. And, and, you know, I am encouraged by this. And if you're listening, do be encouraged. You know, I have a family member who um, did kind of drop out of church for the last couple of years before starting uni last year. Um, and we saw him at Christmas and didn't, didn't even go there because I just knew mm. he wouldn't be in a church or anything. And then randomly just off off his own bat he went to a church in February loved it and has just got really stuck in Amazing. and the difference really between seeing him in December and seeing him a couple of months ago since he's you know it's more than just going somewhere he's part of this community you know he plays football with these guys he's obviously developing friendships with them he's Incredible. he's doing all sorts of things now with this church you know he's found his home mm-hmm. um, in a way that you know for whatever reason he, he disengaged with with his family church his, his home church um, but we were praying for him and just got such a sense of God not having let him go, yeah. you know. And, and I've had tears in my eyes as you've been talking because I know this is the story of so many students. You know, my yeah. husband was the same. You know, Al went up to uni thinking, right, I can shake off all that rubbish Christian stuff. And what did he do? He just kept bumping into Christians. Yeah. <laughs> and it was brilliant. It was like God saying, well, no, you can't, actually. And, you know, by the end of the first term, he'd re- recommitted his life to Jesus. These yeah. stories are common Mm -hmm. I feel and it's such an exciting time don't give up praying for your your teenagers don't give up praying for your young adults whether they're yours or people you know from church or relatives or whoever don't give up praying for them because it is such a a fertile environment I think potentially for for growth in Jesus which is so exciting Mm -hmm. um I'd love to chat all day (laughs) it already feels like we have Uh, but I just want to ask you one last question Mm -hmm. if you could tell us a bit more specifically about fusion specifically what it offers those who might be listening as as youth workers or as parents carers Mm -hmm. uh, church leaders where they can find info tell us about student link up just tell us about all the stuff (laughs) great stuff fusion (laughs) absolutely so um So the heart of fusion is to see students find hope in Jesus and home in the local church. So we're really passionate about churches being equipped and confident to welcome students, uh, to share Jesus with students and see them come to know him and then become part of his family and part of his body uh, and and to thrive and then go out and welcome more in. So we partner with local churches um, all over the UK and and increasingly globally as well uh, to help support and equip and train those churches in student mission and student ministry. So if you're part of a church that is in a uni town, it would be great to be in touch, uh, even or even especially if you don't see yourself as like a student church, as it Mm. were. Um, If you've got young people going to uni, you'll know students are not all one homogenous group. You know, they're hugely varied. And while some will love the big student church, others are looking for family and something smaller. And, um, and, you know, they want to be... I was at a church my second year at uni where I was like helping run the kids work and there were just a few of us who were doing that yeah and that was huge for me to be able to there were just five boys out on the landing in a gym who needed to be entertained and kept quiet (laughs) somehow which 
is it possible? So and that, that was a brilliant challenge to me, and that helped church. Give that alive. job to a student. There you go. There you go. Um, so, so yeah. So we. So there's that side of things, but particularly with with prep for uni, student mm-hmm. link up is all about connecting students with churches and churches with students. So that the app is which you can find on on the yeah, Apple App Store or yeah. Yeah, any app store you like. Um, yeah, they can download that and put in where they're going to university and it will pop up with a map so they can see how to walk from where they are or how to travel from where they are to those churches. It has a little summary of who the churches are, what they're like. And also then that church will get a notification, this student is coming to study near you. Mm. So that church can then message them on the app saying, looking forward to meeting you when you get here. Do you want to grab a coffee when you arrive? And the student can also proactively do that. Um, and communicate with the churches so that's a great way as well to sit down with your young people before they go and look through if they're happy to do that with you look through the churches and have a conversation how do we choose a church Mm. this church uses this language it calls itself conservative charismatic (laughs) evangelical you know what do these terms mean and how do we you know discern the church for you going forward Um, so that's that's the app and being in touch we also have some resources we have a student link up box, which you can buy as a gift for a student going to uni, or uh, you can use it as a resource to, to journey with a student. Yeah. Um, so there's a, a 13 session discipleship resource in there, which again, they could do in preparation. You could do one a month in a small group in the year leading up to it, or you could give it to them to do in their first term, one a week in the first term of uni. Mm. Uh, and there's a four session prep for uni course in there as well, which they can again, it's got a notebook, they can do it themselves. Or, Super. Yeah. And then we've got other bits and pieces. We've got some cards which they can use, a DMC deck, which is Deep Meaningful Conversations, which is a pack of cards with conversations to help start to um, broach kind of yeah deeper conversations with friends mm. that they can use at uni. They're quite fun little gifts to give. So, But anyway, you can go on the website and have an explore. Yeah, definitely. You have some really creative ideas for students, and I love mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, so head to the Fusion website. If you just type um, Fusion Student, I guess it will Fusion, come up. Yeah, fusionmovement.org. Fusionmovement.org. There we go. That's the actual website. <laughs> You're also on social media, and I love your little videos and clips and things. That's, that's That could be really exciting for a fresher starting university just yeah. to kind of see that there are other Christian young, young people out there. Um, so head over to their website. Head over to their social media. We'll link it all in the show notes. Uh, student link up is fantastic so i actually you know either get that app or um go you can go do it on the browser and uh yeah we'll link it all in the show notes but that is super thank you so much pippa for sharing your wisdom and expertise and time with us today thank you for having me it's been an absolute joy If you know someone who's sending a teenager off to university this autumn, then why not send them the link to this episode? I think it will be super helpful and super encouraging for them too. Now, at the end of each podcast episode, as you know, we like to give a question that you can ask your children to spark a conversation. Now, obviously, most of our children are not going off to university this summer, but still the autumn term does bring about a lot of changes. So the question to ask your children this week to spark conversation is, in what ways is your life going to be different this autumn? That's it. Have fun. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight session course to get in touch 
or to find out about training and events near you.